racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all hard style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Oh, a nice little helping for this edition of the Green Light On podcast. Second of three this week. Of course, the big pink diamond one coming out, the special edition, bonus edition over this weekend. So do not go anywhere. It's all happening on the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast. And when it is all happening, there is one man we need to get a hold of to chat Greyhound Racing, Corey Smith on behalf of the MGRA. Smith Dog, how are you, mate? Going well, Jim. Pleasure to be on with you once again this week, mate. I know you're a busy man, a little bit hard to get hold of, but that's all right. We're going to have plenty of fun and uh, hopefully find some winners. Um, I, I think I am the non-busy man. I think you're the busy man because it was you who couldn't do the record last night because I think you were going out on the town or something like that, Smithy. So uh, I am not the busy one. I think you're the busy one, and it's mainly social, not work, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, well, you've got to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of... Uh letting the hair down but uh no it was just a just a quiet little uh, couple of beers and a, a nice dinner last night so nothing wrong with that jim you know one thing that gives me the shits is bad internet coverage and i reckon something that gives you the irrits would have to be um banking and, and issues with bank accounts <laughs> yeah it's uh just before we're on the air just to let the listeners know my my card wasn't working so i've been on hold to the bank for over 40 minutes and just cracked it and gave up and said <laughs> jim needs me so I, I thought i'd uh i thought i did not delay it any longer i'd give up on the bank and i might have to uh go into a branch run of the week well i had two runners down as run of the week um so i had to do something Tangilla Vale, I thought, was really impressive. Great sections. I've made that the second best run of the week, but I just couldn't go past Transponder. Um, I think he'd been threatening to do this for some time. The Bendigo to the Meadows final, and he turned this into a one-act affair. 17.65 down the back. This was electrifying from Transponder, who is a serious conveyance, and he's just now starting to put it all together. Here's Transponder last week. Away and racing. Transponder only fair to go, but look at the turn of pace, and the big boy's going to zip across and put them to the sword early. Transponder dashed away. Two lengths, Milton Storm railing up to third deep fever, and then Kyrie Bell over to fourth, and they're clear now from He's Got Swag. A further three long legs, Liam over Kayla's Pistol and Aston Medema down the back in 17.65, and Transponder has exploded. Loaded, led by 10 lengths to Deep Fever. Running on, he's got swag past Militant Storm, but it's all Transponder. He's the real deal. Look at that. 29.76. Transponder by seven. Big win, Transponder. Wins it by seven lengths, as the race caller suggests. Uh, it was just dominant, wasn't he? He didn't begin that well, but his turn of pace and then to go 17.65 down the back was electrifying, Corey. Yeah, he does obviously need that little bit of luck early and he keeps drawing box five, so uh, he needs that little bit of extra luck. But the turn of foot is unbelievable. And uh, as you said, going that sort of splits down the back, he's a, he's a serious conveyance and he's, uh, he's only going to get better with time, I think. Have you seen the box draw for the Pink Diamond series tomorrow? I have not, no. Transponder, since the 16th of May, it'll be his fifth start in a row from box number five. He's drawn the five oh. again at Bendigo. So, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's harsh, but he just look. I don't, I don't reckon it's too bad for him because he sort of you saw him the other night just balance up down the middle and just go bang. So I think box five actually isn't isn't the worst for Transponder. He's definitely one to follow. 
Saturday's preview. I reckon it's fair to say that Metro Racing this week just a little bit light on. We saw that with Sandown just 10 on Thursday night. Obviously, the Meadows getting 12, but maybe just a little bit down on the, the super strength and depth, I suppose, that we'd normally see in saying that the fast class is a ripper. Kelsey Bale and Ron Boy go head-to-head again. So still a good night of racing, but there's obviously the Pink Diamond, the Flying Amy. There's, there's really good racing everywhere. So let's start with race one, 6.39, Saturday night. Um, I'm not calling, and I'm glad I'm not calling because that's that's a late uh, late start, which would mean a late finish, Corey. Have you got anything for me in the first? Uh, I'm going to be with our great mate Paulie Bella with 50 stars. This greyhound broke 30 seconds on debut and had a couple of issues, and has uh, has been racing elsewhere since, but comes back to the Meadows, and I think with a bit of luck early will be hard to beat. I reckon he told us on this show only about two or three weeks ago that this is the dog to follow from his kennel. So I've got a mark on Dennis and Frisbee mainly as a place bet, but I'm happy to jump on 50 stars um, as an each-way play. Race two, uh, I'm going with Zulu Blast. Close watch on Aston Luciano, who is just racing so consistently, and he's he's being able to consistently find a good place by the first corner from these wide, awkward draws. I'm not sure he can do it again. That was the concern. I'm with number three here. Gee, i tell you what, Aston Luciano would uh, would love to draw a box. He's, he's another one that uh, hasn't been drawing all that well. But I'm going to give Zulu Blast another crack. He, he's gone 29.47 at Sandown. I think he's drawn to get a good run here. And uh, second look at the track under race conditions, I think uh, we'll see him improve. Daniel Weber is the trainer of Yellaroo in race number three, drawn the red in the Sportsbet Green Ticks final. We are going to catch up with Daniel in just a moment to chat about his involvement and how he uh, ended up with uh, Yellaroo in his kennel, a recent purchase. So be good to have a chat about him. I think he's a bit of an each-way chance in this. I'm leaning to Kenya Hustle on top number four. I thought the uh, the win last time was pretty impressive. Does have early speed. I'm just a little bit concerned about the draw and what is a pretty even race. Yeah, this is a wide-open race. I, I do like Kamiko as a greyhound, but uh, box number eight may see it come undone. But uh, this is, yeah, this is wide-open. I think you can make a case for just about all of them. So I'm, uh, I'm just going to sit on the fence on this one, Jim. Seriously? Yeah, sitting on the fence. <laughs> I can't believe that because the amount of times you ripped me a new one when I sat on the fence, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. Let's move on. Race four, Little Prince for me. Uh, I tipped this one on top last week at Sandown, Smithing, and I, I thought that he was almost home and he was a 20 to 1 chance that I tipped on top, which you don't really tip them at that price too often. I thought the run was solid. He just got outpaced and he was put into an awkward place through the first corner. His run the week before at the Meadows was full of merit. I think he is worth an each-way play, but Whittington Bale... Um, I, I can just about make a living, gamble responsibly, of course, on him running a place every week. I've just been consistently tipping him to run top three, and he just fills the placing nearly every time he goes around old Winnington. I'm going to go against him, but I certainly wouldn't advise to, to not uh, backing the place, as you said. But running dynasty on top for me, the provincial form's been good. The early splits have been good. I think we'll lead this one. It's just the query with the 500. That's, uh, that's my only query for it. Race five, Eula Bale for me. Good, strong, come from behind, win at Warrigal last time, 25.93. I reckon track conditions, they were gusty, they were windy. I was down there trialling, and um, I reckon that was a genuine 25.70s type of run from Eula Bale. I know he has to overcome box number eight, but I think he's a pretty serious talent. Drawn box eight, I think he can overcome the, tr- the, the tricky draw. 
Yeah, I love you all about from box eight, to be honest. He just gets that little bit of room early to balance up and then carve across. And Nitro Bale from six is going to be looking for the rail too, so there should be plenty of room out there. And Yula Bale, I think, is going to be one of my better bets of the night. Race number six, I'm going with Zipping Eve on top. Just hasn't been beginning the last few, but uh, when she hits the start, she can reel off some good sections, and I reckon that's why they've gone straight up to 600 metres with her to try and get her back out in front. You'll get an each-way price in, in what is a pretty even field. Yeah, it is an even field. I'm going to be with Boom Burst here, but not a whole heap of confidence. Race seven, Kai Bale on top. I sort of went against him last week um, at uh, my own peril, as it turned out, because he, he's, he was drawn awkwardly, I thought, last week from five, and then all of a sudden he was leaders back, driving through to take the lead before they went through the catching pen the first time, and I thought, how has he done that? Um, and he's just a smart race dog, Kai Bale. I think he finds his way into the right run at the right time, and yeah, I think there's a bit of pace in this, so he's not going to be in front, but if he can just let the race unravel exactly the same way as he did in the heat, I think he can pocket the the, the healthy $12,000 first prize and win again, Kai Bale. Yeah, I think the, the speed in this is all drawn out wide, and I'm with you. I think Kai Bale will just get a really nice run, and he just keeps putting it together. He's getting smarter and smarter, and I think he can win this one as well. Um, I reckon we scratch the rest of the field in the free-for-all and just leave Kelsey Bale and Amron Boy to have a match race again. What do you reckon? <laughs> I wouldn't complain. The match race was pretty bloody good, but there's a couple of handy types in this. Plan and Bale goes very good. Make no promise the same. So it is a it's a cracking free for all when when you consider there's so many pink diamond dogs uh, out of action for for the city meets and uh, up in Brisbane too. It's pretty pretty good to get a, a race of this caliber, and I'm excited to see it. You are right. Uh, Landon Bale, make no promise. They're both electrifying. I was sort of just a little bit tongue-in-cheek there saying scratch the field. and just I'd, I'd just love to see that match race all over again is what I was getting at. Amron, boy, I'm going with. Were you going with Amron? Uh, I'm going to go with Kelsey. Just at the Meadows, the difference, Smithy? Oh, I think you could flip a coin, to be honest, mate. Uh, I don't really have a strong push for either of them. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. Okay, Nelvin Bale for me, race nine, drawn the red. I think he goes really well from the red. And I reckon it was about a month and a half, two months ago, we jumped from box number one at the Meadows, ran good time, but got beaten by one who went quicker. May well have been at Hana Rico for memory. Um, I think the, the draw brings him out, and he's going to be really, really hard to beat from the inside draw. Probably an each-way price, too. I'm going to be with Osprey Warrior. I think Winston Town can uh, can lead him up early, and Osprey Warrior just get a really nice run into the race. Race number ten. Then I keep putting my uh, my own mic on mute, so I'm going beautifully. It's uh, probably not the cleanest record I've put together here, Corey. But uh, race ten, I'm with Cosmic Sin. I think again the draw will bring this greyhound out, has the speed to lead, uh, and from there I think he'll be uh, he'll be a bit too good for them. I think he's probably one of my better bets of the night because he consistently can run five ten. That hasn't been enough to really get him clear of the pack chasing in those last five runs, where I reckon here um, that 510 might be enough to see him drive a couple of lengths in front through the first corner. Was exactly how I was going to explain the race. Just get, if he goes 510, he'll lead on his ear and uh, be far too good for them. I think he's my best bet of the night. Yeah, the only one that I reckon can go with is Silver Takesha, but um, only for the first couple of strides. So hopefully the red kicks up to lead. Race 11, I like Shimastella. Yeah, Shimstella on top for me as well. Just a greyhound that's getting better and better. Nearly number six in race 12. Went 6.43 to the first peg at Bendigo over the 500, which is dead set airborne. Um, if she can reproduce that, I reckon she can go all of the way from the draw here. And it's not the, the greatest city race I reckon I've ever seen. So I'm pretty keen on the chances of number six nearly to go a long, long way to leading all of the way in the last. Uh, I'm going to be with Kyrie Bale from box number eight. Just, I think if he steps on even terms and can cross the league, uh, I think she'll be off and gone. Hunters, hunting club. 
All right, Smithy, the word is there is a new Pink Diamond bonus episode to be dropped over the weekend and there is some brand new stingers to be heard. So do not miss that. I reckon you might even have to tune into that one, Corey, and have a listen, mate, because I know you're a fan of the... Uh, the green light on Premier Racing Podcast Stingers. Uh, this one, the Punters Punning Club, one of the greatest jingles of all time. Uh, it's more important about finding a winner than getting a good stinger. So give me something here, mate. Uh, race 10, number one, Cosmic Sin. I'm just going to have 50 the win. There's a couple of other bets that I don't mind. but uh, I think Cosmic Sin should just be winning from that inside draw. As we mentioned during the, uh, the summation, we, we think he can go about 5-10 and be leading. Can you give me any of those other tips that you're, you're pretty keen on just to pull them apart from the rest of the form guide so I can highlight them? Uh, Eula Bale, I think, will go yeah. very close to winning. And Shimmer Stella is yeah. probably the other one. Yeah, good choice, good choice. I'm going to go, uh, what am I going to go? I'm going to go $10 each way on Cosmic Sin. Um, I'm going to go $20 a place on Winnington Vale. Um, and I'm going to go $5 each way on that same race with Little Prince off the inside. I don't normally recommend two plays in a race, but when Winnington Vale's just a place bet, obviously there's there's the uh, the plus of an each way if Little Prince goes all of the way, but chances are you're going to lose. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, for free online confidential support. As always, Smithy, it's been good catching up with you, mate. Good luck with uh, getting all that bank sorted. We'll chat to you next week, eh? <laughs> Cheers, Jim. Inside Info. Well, it's now time for my favourite segment on the podcast, Inside Info, and a man who has always got a couple of nice ones in the kennel, has been good enough to jump on the podcast for a little bit of a chat. His name is Daniel Weber, and he's got a new greyhound in the kennel racing this Saturday night, Yellaroo, and he's here to have a chat. Dan, how are you, mate? Very good, thanks, James. Very good, thank you. Dan, it's a lovely uh, Ballarat this evening. Nice and cool. I tell you what, that's uh, one thing that uh, is quite common. People are sooking at the moment about the weather. But I tell you what, um, I drove home from Terrelgan last night, teeming rain the whole way, um, and today has been pretty cold. I would imagine down at Ballarat tonight, mate, it would almost be snowing down there. <laughs> Definitely felt like that heading through uh, Gordon this evening. Uh, but it is 10 degrees, so I shouldn't whinge. Gee, that's that's warm for Ballarat. Hey, mate, how did, how did you get involved in greyhound racing? Where did it begin? Well, I owned a pizza shop in Bacchus Marsh many years ago and the butcher had a, a greyhound and he was looking to sell it. Uh, and I said to him, I'll buy you a greyhound from you, mate. And uh, that's what we did. We bought a greyhound and Neil Mora, um, the late Neil Mora, uh, took the uh, training duties for me to to, uh, to salute Horsham for our very first win. And from that minute in 1999, I was hooked on greyhound racing. I was going to say, it's funny, mate, because everyone has that point of impact where they get involved with racing. And I, I think majority stick around and, and really fall in love with it. For you, from going from that first greyhound that you owned, uh, when did you make the move into training? Within about six months. I was um, lucky enough that uh, Neil said to me, you know what, Dad, I reckon you should give this a go and train it like the way you play football. I thought... Well, I don't train very hard at football, so it can't be that hard to be a greyhound trainer. So I, uh, big dumb ruckman, I took the dog home, and um, I was roof tiling at that stage. I had a nice big bag of uh, orange oxide in the shed, and uh, I had a white dog, very orange, by the time I got home from work. <laughs> Escaped. 
<laughs> it uh, got into the oxide, and I had to wash the dog for about a week to get it back to its original <laughs> colour of white. Oh, well, there you go. So now you're, you're mainly just dealing with black dogs, is that right? Because it's a bit easier 100%. to keep them clean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a black dog in the kennels everywhere now. It makes it a little bit easier. Hey, what about this dog you've got at the Meadows Saturday night, Yellow Roo? Um, recent purchase from the Masseners. Um, they produce greyhounds that have a lot of ability. They're well looked after, as all greyhounds are. But they, look, the Masseners, they go to the next level. I've seen them uh, with, like, brushes brushing between the nails of dogs between coursing events and they go a long way. And this boy, he's got a big motor. You know he's been well-reared, well-educated, and, and now you've got a nice race dog that you can just go bang with. 100%. Uh, I sent it up for sale. I made the phone call straight away. I'd already uh, purchased a number of dogs over the years uh, from Dallas and the team down there at uh, Bendigo. And I was just happy to secure uh, Yellow Garth, as uh, we call him in the kennel. Uh, Garth was... Um, and I think that uh, with racing, educating himself in the next few um, runs, he'll, he'll definitely make a nice dog. Um, he's definitely got a motor. We're just going to get it right in the night and, uh, and, and see how we go. First up run for you, went to the Meadows. Um, he'd never raced 500 before, and I reckon you'd be pretty happy with the run. He went 5.12, um, showed a bit of speed, had to work a bit from box number four. I reckon that would have been a, a tick of approval as a, as a new owner, new trainer for him. I was excited. Uh, I know the time doesn't suggest that um, you know he's going to break you know, world records, but I thought to myself, um, Noel had said to me, I, I believe he's a 500-plus dog uh, as I walked out, out the driveway, and I thought, you know what, um, he would have his dogs ready to do that, uh, and, and sure enough, he looked a little lost in that back straight, and um, you know, obviously I think there's a bit of improvement coming in uh, this week for sure, and um, I think that he will definitely um, you know, start to get those times there where it's a, it's a winnable chance. Well, when he won at Bendigo four starts ago, 6.51 early, 23.79, and I reckon for memory his run home was about 12.50, so that generally tells you that they're, they're going to get you know close to running the 500, so if you can land in front, that's half the battle. What do you make of the draw? Because I went through Yalaroo's last five starts. He's drawn four Four, five, four, three, and four. So he has just been shoved in the guts every week. Um, he gets his chance this week from the red, doesn't he? He definitely does. Uh, if he can produce the five, another five, ten, five, twelve to that first split um, Saturday night, and, and be on the rail, I think that um, you know the, the red's definitely going to um, to suit him. Um, I've had three red boxes this week, so without a winner, so hopefully he's the he's my boy on Saturday night. Fingers crossed, mate. What is it that you love about racing? You've been involved now for what is it, twenty-four years. What do you What do you love about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where the bonds of uh, of the trainer and the dog. Um, you know, people look at me and they go, "Why do you spend so much time with the dogs for?" I just fall in love with them, and they have a personality which is beyond belief. People just don't understand how much a dog's personality makes you feel. Um, a better person than myself and, and that's what I've loved about it um, I also enjoy the company and listening to, to stories from people over many many years and, and I did 12 months with Neil Mora um, back in 2000 and, and just just listening and learning from, from people from, from everywhere around uh, in the greyhound industry and it just sort of it makes you feel a part of it and that's what I wanted to do. I just want to be a part of something but I love the actual greyhound part of being able to you know, get a dog and get it produced to a tracker and get a, get a win on the board and get that photo on that wall. That's what it's all about. And you are right. When you first start out in greyhound racing and you're still in that learning phase, you really have to act as a sponge. And one thing that I've noticed in the years that I've been involved, Daniel, is that 
99.9% of trainers are willing to help. Like, for example, I trialled a greyhound at Warrigal last week. Um, probably didn't go as quick as I would have hoped he would have. Probably only, you know, a length or two down. But there was a massive, uh, strong breeze. And Stephen Bruce White trialled a dog. And he sort of said, well, this one normally goes a heap faster than he did. So if I were you, I'd just, you know, keep on doing what you're doing and, and come back next week. So there are so many people, even though you go head-to-head and they're your opponents, there's so many people in the sport of greyhound racing that are so willing um, to give advice and to be so helpful. 100%, and you, you, I take it all in from everyone, uh, and, and I do, I really do enjoy it. There's no doubting that. And, you know, I'm a real estate agent by trade, uh, and, and my wife thinks I'm a full-time greyhound trainer, part-time real estate <laughs> agent, but uh, it's definitely the other way around. So if anyone's looking to sell their home in downtown Melton or anywhere around that western suburbs, give me a call. i tell you what, that was a perfect uh, plug. You've gone from pizza shop owner, um, was it to Roof Tyler or something like that, now... Part-time greyhound trainer, part-time uh, real estate agent. So you've done it all. Done it all. Been everywhere. Good on you, man. Uh, really appreciate the chat. Good luck with Yellow Roo on uh, Saturday night. We hope he runs a cracker for you. Thanks, James. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Make sure you follow the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast because we do have the uh, the bonus episode on the Pink Diamond series coming out over the weekend as well as the exclusive rights to announce the box draws for all of those Pink Diamond finals. So we'll be there live in the flesh recording uh, as those box draws take place. So until next time, punters, for the Pink Diamond next time, it is safe travelling, happy punting, good luck.